Welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer. And today we are going to talk about the effects that the pink pill is having on young girls. And we have a prime example of the effect that it has on a young girl, fortunately. But before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about what the pink pill is telling these girls directly and indirectly. So in my research of the pink pill, I came across a gym. This one is called 17-Year-Old Girl Ask, Am I Too Ugly to Date? It's a very weird thing for a girl to ask a woman, um, especially since, you know, that's something you would ask a man, preferably a man that you want to date. Like, will you date me? And if he says you're too ugly to date, then it's because you are too ugly to date at least him. That's exactly what that means. What the reason why this person asked, Kristalyn Karazin, of all people, who's not really that type of dating coach, she's more of a expand your option type thing, because what she was hoping for was a blame it on Blackie response. It's not you, it's your brother and all of his friends and all of your classmates and all of the guys at church and all of the guys on the bus to school, and all of the guys at the mall. But it's not you, per se. That's what she was hoping for, that answer, that you are beautiful. It is the men that are broken for not appreciating beauty. Their standards are too high because Black men are known for having such high standards. All right. Anyway. Let me start the video. Hold on. Let me put up a picture of uh, Chrissy. I found one that um, I think is perfect for the occasion. All right. And ah, there we go. All right. Whoops. Let me stop that. Didn't mean to do that. Let me do that. There we go. All right. And enlarge. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So let's play the video. Self-improvement course specifically with Black women in mind and the co-author of Swirling, How to Date, Mate, and Relate, Mixing Race, Culture, and Create. I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a long time, and I'm going to do a question of the week. Um, as many of you know, I started my channel many years back doing questions of the week, where you would write in, and you would ask my questions about relationships, specifically interracial relationships, and I would give my take on them. They were widely popular. They are in the vault. Um, I still have over a thousand question of the week videos in the vault that have been amazing. Um, they have been enlightening for my audience and has really helped them get over certain challenges in their relationships. So if you'd like to find out where you can get access to the vault for the questions of the week, check the link in the description box below and um, you'll have access. Okay, so this question really bothered me. This question really bothered me because it's from a young girl. And I have a I have a huge heart for 
young black girls who are trying so hard. Now, remember, this was the same woman who recently called, she said, inexperienced. And she had that look of disgust on her face. On her face. Would you get with a 25-year-old that's young and inexperienced? You know, this is that same woman. Now, keep in mind, this was a year ago. And a year later, you know, they're young and inexperienced in a bad way. But let's continue. To find their place uh, frustrated because they feel like in a lot of ways they are on the outside looking in. A lot of times they feel like they don't have any good guidance um, and it's the blind leading the blind. So I have a special place in my heart for Black girls who are going through really specific challenges that are pretty common for all, I mean, for all of us. We all have, you know, when we, we've all been teenagers, we've all been to high school, and we've all dealt with angst, but some teenagers have it a little bit worse than others. So I wanted to read to you what this young girl said to me today that made me pause. Hi, my name is, let's say Cammie. I am still in high school, but I don't know, to be honest with you, about relationships because I know most dating in high school doesn't last outside of high school, but I want a healthy and happy bond outside of this Blackistan, but I know I possibly will be looked over because I am too ugly. Okay, right off the bat. This girl says, I want a relationship outside of Blackistan. Now, she's having trouble finding a relationship in Blackistan, I'm sure. But she says, I want a relationship outside of it. Now, there's no specifics. There's no specifics on, you know, what's the relationship she wants outside. Does she want a tall guy? Does she want a, a short guy? Does she want a rich guy? Does she want a poor guy? Does she want a big guy? Does she want a little guy? Does she want girth? Does she want length? Like, she doesn't really say any guy outside of Blackistan, which meaning any man outside of the Black man, is what she wants. But she worries if she's pretty enough. Let's continue. Now, this is what I call fishing for compliments. To be a girlfriend in a relationship. That broke my heart. The fact that there was so much already at 17 years old, so much of a de defeatist spirit in her words that I just had to respond. And so I said, Cammie, show me a picture of yourself. Um, I promise I'll keep it anonymous. I won't share it with anybody, but show me, uh, let me see you. So I t she, she showed me um, her, you know, her, her social media page. And what I saw was a really cute girl who looked kind of sad. And that sadness, me and my husband, we talk about this too. Really cute girl. Now, really cute is something when they can't give specific compliments. And it's also the base compliment you can give somebody, especially somebody who's younger than you. 
you know, to a um, 46-year-old woman, all teenagers are cute when you really break it down. She's really cute. Not hot, not sexy, not gorgeous, not pretty. Cute. Basically, that's just, cute is really an observation of youth. It's what it is. Babies are cute. You know, when um, women say I'm cute, even though I'm in my 40s, when, when they say that, I don't really take it as a compliment. Um, I would prefer to be sexy. I mean, it's better than an insult, but I would prefer to be sexy or irresistible or something like that. But you take what you can get. I want to point out that she called this girl cute. When children are born, when you have kids, they have this light in their eyes. Like they're just so exuberant about life and and what the world, what they can learn from the world. And they're so full of love. See what I mean? She compared her to a baby. When children are born, they have such a life and light in their eyes. She's 17. She was born 17 years ago. She's not a baby. Cute doesn't cut it. But you looked at her picture, and that's the only compliment you can think of. Let's continue. And light, and you can see it in their eyes. But at some point, things happen in their lives. People treat them badly. Um, they experience hurt and betrayal and abuse, and that light dims. And what I saw in her eyes was the dimming of the light. And that's always, that's always heartbreaking because we come into the world with so much potential, with so much hope, with so much intellectual. So how dim is the light of the women that you just called inexperienced? Curiosity about the world until our environment takes that inner light and dims that inner light. And her referencing Blackistan, meaning that, um, and what I can glean from that comment is that um, she's maybe living in a unsafe neighborhood. She's living in uh, a neighborhood that maybe has a high level of dysfunction. She's not seeing a lot of intact families. She's not- All of the above, um, yes. Uh, she's not getting a lot of positive feedback in order to feel good about herself. And perhaps she's being teased at school and she's lonely and she she wants to to, to normally have. I mean, just as we all do as humans. Um, have OK. If you are being teased in Blackistan, you are going to be teased in any community on the planet. Period. Once again, if you're being teased in Blackistan. You're going to be teased in any other community if that teasing is about your physical appearance. Whenever I watch, because I went to a black high school primarily, or it was uh, it was black and Asian. Whenever you I watch those mean girl movies, those clueless movies, it's always like the pretty girls teasing and you know, and and just damaging 
the feelings of the less pretty girls into oblivion. I mean, they just plummet their self-esteem down. And I'm not talking about the Gabrielle Sidibe types. Nope. I'm talking about the girls who are just a little bit overweight or just a little bit poor fashion sense. Any sign of imperfection, and they will tease you. If she thinks that the grass would be greener if she went to Sweet Valley High, she is delusional. But let's continue. A connection, um, a certain level of intimacy with someone who finds us attractive. This is all normal, sweetheart. This is all normal. What isn't normal, though, is your, um, your reference to the idea that somebody told you at 17 that you were too ugly to be loved. And here's what... Ah. Just because a person can't act on it, that doesn't mean that they in, are incapable of being sexually attractive. What's going to happen, Cammie, if you keep believing that? If you keep believing that you are too unworthy and ugly to be loved, that you are going to encounter men who are going to take advantage of your lack of love for yourself. What? Okay. I don't really understand how this works, but uh, women think a lot different than men do. Um, so I'm trying to put this together because, and maybe, maybe you all can help me. How would a guy take advantage of somebody he's not sexually attracted to. I mean, I guess he could take sexual advantage of her, but he would have to first somehow say that he's sexually interested in her or at least imply. Like, I mean, he would have to say, I'm, you're, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, like right up until the penis goes inside of her. Like, it, how does that work? I'm I'm serious. Like, how does that work? This is some type of strange manipulation tactic, I'm sure. But here's what I've come to understand. And maybe I'm answering my own question in this. Here's what I've come to understand is that um, women use that tactic. Women like to attract men from areas of low self-esteem. Men are really more forthcoming. All right, Cam, it looks like you're just eager to argue. Listen, um, there are other words between sexy and cute that could have been used. Cute was used in this context for a very particular reason, one that will be revealed later. Thank you. All right, so let's continue. And they're going to see how much hunger you have for love, and they're going to use that as an opportunity to hurt you, to exploit you in some way. Use your your physical resources, whether it's to use you sexually, to use you emotionally. Yeah, so there we go. Like, how do we, how does a man do that without first declaring sexual interest? And ultimately... You're eager to have a discord with me. Um, once again, semantics. I mean, semantics is not a debate. So let's continue. ...to use you financially. They may uh, leave you with raising a child on your own. 
because you want to be loved and you think that maybe that's a way that I can get somebody to love me because if okay men are going to use her by having her have a child that he don't want what is his gain other than sex I mean and you just you already mentioned that a man would would have sex with her to use her And if it is a child that you want in order for you to have that fulfillment, then it's not really a man using you. It's you using the man. You want a child so you can have something to love you and always be there for you. And you slept with a man to get that, to see that that happened. It's not really him using you per se. If I have a child, my child won't think I'm too ugly to love. I see you going down a road, Cammy, that I absolutely do not want you to walk on. And if I have any say about it, if you're listening to the words coming out of my mouth right now, don't let that light go out. Don't let it go out. And I'm not going to be here to tell you. I'm not going to give you a lot of you need to have some self-esteem about yourself. Uh, you need to love yourself. It is very difficult, and I understand this, to have an innate love for yourself when you are not shown love, if you are not told that you are valuable, that you are... are now, this girl didn't really say she loved herself or not. She did say that people believe that she wasn't attractive enough to have a boyfriend. Two completely different things. Person can love themselves and not be attractive enough to have a boyfriend. That's what she's curious about. Are worthy. I don't know where people think that kids like you are supposed to draw some self-esteem about themselves out of the thin air when they're around environments that are not nurturing, that are not uh, facilitating of of positive growth so that you can grow to be an amazing human human being who's successful. I get it, but I get what she's saying. And perhaps that tr that's true. However, kids are cruel, especially to a woman who is politely referred to as cute. Successful and just you know, takes life by storm. We aren't just born to have all this love that and, and, and love for ourselves and regard for ourselves. The people who are charged for taking care of us are supposed to be the first reinforcers of that self-regard. So is she, because, okay. If the girl wrote in saying, my parents don't love me, then this advice would make sense. But she's, basically getting feedback from her peers, apparently, that she's not pretty enough to be anyone's girlfriend. Now, keep in mind that she's 17. 17 is a very difficult age for a girl. If I had to guess, 17 is probably the worst possible time to to actually um, to actually date and mate and procreate. It is. Because think about it, you're a senior in high school, presumably, 
you're a senior in high school. You can't really date any of the guys who are juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. However, the guys who are seniors, um, who are seniors can date girls who are juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. So right there, you know, you're at a disadvantage. All the girls have high metabolism because they're young and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And no older guy is going to want to date you for legal reasons if you live in states like California. So you basically can only date 17-year-old boys and 17-year-old boys can date just about anybody. Very difficult time in a woman's life for dating. Highly competitive. You know, you're, you're competing against every girl in high school of every age. And they're all going after the senior boys. And so are you. And if you're not up to stuff, you're going to lose that competition. That's cruel. That's universal. It's not a Blackistan thing. It's just a complicated time in a young girl's life. And if the people around you who were charged to love you. And somehow she's projecting. I don't even think it's gaslighting um, smiles. I think she's projecting, you know, like. Why is she saying that her parents don't? Because like nobody in the school, like the boys who says that they're not really interested in her or say you're cute, but I'm not interested. They're not really charged with loving her. Like nobody actually took a sword, tapped their shoulders with it and said, you are charged with loving this chick. I mean, your parents are, but are, but did the girl say that her parents didn't love her? Because you are kind of implying that. And protect you and nurture you are not giving you, facilitating that feeling of self-regard, then it's impossible for you to just manufacture it. And her father and mother really can't say you're pretty enough to have a boyfriend and have you have her believe it my mom thinks i'm pretty like what the only people that can give you validation is valid young men period on your own it's nearly impossible people who think that they're great and nobody's ever told them, or they just think that they're better than everybody else. There's a word for people like that called narcissists. And it's not anything that you... It's either called narcissists or people who are actually great. I mean, was Muhammad Ali a narcissist? Was he really? Want to be. That nurturing comes from first the people who are supposed to be your first cheerleaders. So I don't know if... Your I don't know who she's referring to when she says who's supposed to be her first cheerleaders. It's this type of it's this type of crap is why is one of the many reasons why I cover her like this. And I'm about to get off the pink pill soon. Um, I'm gonna do like a couple more things and then I'm gonna get off the pink pill. But yeah, it's it's stuff like this. She says stuff that don't make any sense, but it's putting the blame on someone else. It's putting the blame on anybody else, your parents. People should make you feel good about yourself. Really? What if you don't have the qualities that's necessary to make you feel good? See, this is that trophy for everybody thing in the soccer game. We don't keep score thing that's going on. 
you know, in modern generation? Like it's people's job to make you feel good. No, it's your job to be good or do your best at least. It's not the teacher's job to put a smiley face after an F. It's your job to get an A and then get the smiley face. The people who, um, who your parents who are charged to be your first cheerleaders have, have done their job. But I'm going to be your cheerleader right now, Cammie. And what I want to tell you is this. While I understand that having a boyfriend in high school is very exciting, you've got all these hormones, it's, it's, you, you get butterflies in your stomach when you see a guy that you like, you're going to school every day and hoping that, you know, he'll sit next to you or he'll pass you in the hall. I get it. I understand it. And one thing, Cammy, you are right about, and that is virtually all high school relationships do not last. And quite frankly, That's true. are not worth your time. And it's not something that... That's not true. Just because they don't last doesn't mean it's not worth your time. If I were your mother and I'm old enough to be your mother, I would tell you that there are some things that you need to do first. There is absolutely no point having a boyfriend in high school at this point. You're 17 years old. What you need to do is start your escape plan from Blackistan. Now, Black. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. See, this is her way of saying the problem is not you, it's Blackistan. But the problem is her. If you're not cute enough, sweetie, you're just not cute enough. If you're not hot enough, sweetie, you're just not hot enough. And do you think other cuties is taking our leftovers? No. We take theirs. They're not taking ours. Pakistan, we say it's a location. Yes, it is a location. They tend to be poor, predominantly black neighborhoods. But Pakistan is also in your mind. And so what I want you to do is to start developing your escape plan from the physical Blackistan that you may be in, but also the mental, emotional, and intellectual Blackistan that you may have in your head, okay? You're 17 years old. I don't know what your grades are right now, but the number one way for you to, be, to begin to free yourself from the shackles of feeling not good about yourself is to start doing things that make you feel good about yourself. Give yourself goals. Give yourself little wins. You know, I see you're a cute girl, but I also see that you're carrying a lot of weight. That All right. I think that's a good um, portion to slow motion. Slow motion for me. Actually, I'll do point five. I'll do point five. Here we go. I see you're a cute girl, but I also see that you're carrying a lot of weight. That is 
totally not unusual. You're a cute girl, but now remember everything before the word but is bullshit. So basically, you looked at the picture and you said cute. And that's what you say to any fat ass bitch. You're fat. And boys don't see, don't, don't see, at least not not here, you know. Um, you know, maybe there are places in the world, you know, Greenbow, Alabama, you know, where they do that. But I don't, I didn't, I didn't even know, like, I think I was like maybe like 24 or something when I realized that fat women had faces. I thought that they just were like these faceless beings that walked around and felt everything through an extrasensory perception from being fat. I didn't know that they actually had faces. Because I didn't even look. Once you see the fat, why are you looking at their face? It's fat. So she looked at this fat young woman and said, You're cute, but the people who are charged with building your self-esteem and blah, 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 13 minutes, you're fat. You're fat. And the reason that boys are treating you that way is because you're fat. And the reason why the other kids are making fun of you is because you're fat. And all of your problems in life is because you're fat. And you are coming to this woman, oh, it's Blackistan, it's Blackistan. Take your fat ass to Eurasia. Take your fat ass to Eurasia and see how they treat you. Take your fat self to Africa and see, don't they feed you to an animal that they would rather eat. Because you are less valuable than this bushmeat that they want to eat. They will feed you to it. Go to China and see that they don't, that they don't feed you to a rhinoceros so they can later take its horn. You are in the most forgiven place in the universe for your fat ass. Especially for black girls like yourself who live in neighborhoods like that. You have, um, you don't have, you know, you're often in a health food desert. Um, you're often uh, surrounded by uh, junk food, uh, fast food uh, restaurants. Um, the foods that you eat, uh, whether at school or at home, can be very high calorie but very low nutrition. So this, this is, is true. not, um, and then there might be psychological issues, sweetheart that you're dealing with right now, that eating just makes you feel better. Yes, it makes you feel full and it makes your taste buds happy. And why does, see how she's still blaming the neighborhood? If the other kids in the same neighborhood are calling you fat, it means that you are fat. We all live in the same uh, neighborhood next to the same McDonald's, except you order the number six and I order the salad, which is why you're fat 
I'm teasing you. And they're doing her a favor. They're doing her a favor. They're, they're basically saying, listen, if you do not want this ill treatment, then lose the weight. Or else we will do this to you every day. So lose the weight. Y'all ever know, y'all ever hear those stories about, about the 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 white girls who go bulimic or anorexic because they don't want to get teased? They eat stuff and then they and then they throw it out, or they'll lick the top of a Cinnabon and then and then wash their mouth out with Listerine so they don't get the calories, but they get the taste. You hear about those girls? See, that's what teasing does to them. What does teasing do to do, do to this fat chick? Oh, I'm gonna write Crystal and Karazin. She'll validate me. She'll validate me. She'll give me the validation I need. Why is the reaction so different? Like other girls do that. Like they 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 lose the weight and then they join the cheer squad because they want to be the popular girls. This 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 woman seems to like this this girl seems to have like just gotten a puff coat and and gotten a fetal position of her um. Uh, corner. She just went to the corner and got in a fetal position of a, with a puff coat on. Not a puff coat, but a hoodie. And then she put the hood over her face and pulled the strings all the way up to where you can only see her eyes. And she's she's just there. She's lying there. And she's like, I'm going to write Chrysaline. Chrysaline can't save your vagina. And she can't make it better. And she can't make the boys want it. Especially, honey, I understand. I, I know what it feels like to need something, a comfort that makes you feel good, to make you feel like a warm hug, to give you that feeling of a warm hug. I understand that. And you may be using food right now to be your warm hug. And while it will give you... MJ says she is telling black girls to focus on self and don't even participate with boys um, at that time. Wrong, but okay. Wouldn't you give them same advice to your daughter? Make it make sense, please. Okay, I'll make it make sense. The short answer to that is no. No, I would not give that advice to my daughter. I would tell my daughter to get off her fat ass is what I would tell my daughter. I would tell my daughter to come running with me in the morning, is what I would tell my daughter. I would give my daughter proper nutrition, is what I would do. I know how important it is. I know how important it is for a young lady to be socially adjusted, adjusted and aesthetically pleasing. No, that is not advice I would give my daughter tell my daughter to stay fat because you don't need boys. Fuck is wrong with you? You would tell your daughter that? If the boys don't like you, then then um you don't like boys. That's stupid. Don't be stupid. And don't give your daughter stupid advice.
Uh, I'm not. You see, pump and dump is really all you can do with an overweight chick. See, the reason, one of the main reasons why a woman becomes pump and dump material is because she's good enough to bed, but not good enough to wed. You see, men, we want to marry a woman who is so much prettier than we are handsome that we know that there is never going to be a prettier woman that will ever sleep with me ever. I don't have second thoughts. There isn't a woman out there that says, uh, girl, you make me want to leave the one I'm with. Nope. I never want to leave this. This is the best I'm ever going to do. Ever. You must blow him away with beauty and sandwiches. The finest thing he has ever seen. You must look so good that when he sees you, he imagines you in a wedding dress. That is the difference between a pump and dump. Don't be obnoxious. Don't be fat. Be the best woman you can be, and you are less prone to pumping and dumping. You pump and dump girls that you use in between beautiful ones. Having her remain fat is the reason why she is going to be pump and dump. So yes, I will tell my daughter to be better than a fat bitch. Wrong with you for even asking that question. Thanks, love. And I would get the book Submission is not the enemy. It is the beginning to a healthy relationship. I would get my daughter that book. And make her read it over and over again after the morning workout routine. I have no fat daughter. In fact, I had, and I'm, emphasi I'm emphasizing the word had, a fat cousin. Had a fat cousin, true story. And my uncle, her father, was also the high school basketball coach for the girls. Um, and she was on the team. And she has two sisters. And I was thinking like, because um, one night I was over there, I was over there chilling. And one night uh, she said, uh, my aunt, she made cinnamon rolls for everybody, right? And she asked her father and coach, can I have one? And he straight said, no. And I was like, dang, Unc, that's cold. She got to sit and watch her sisters eat cinnamon rolls and she don't get nothing. She don't get nothing. That is cold. You was one cold, hard pirate. But see, I was young then. I didn't understand what was going on now, but now I do. And she appreciates it now. That's how you look after them. That temporary relief and pleasure over time, it is really a slow suicide. And it's not just for your health, but it's also your prospects with virtually every aspect of your life.
Um, it is not fair, but society does judge people by their weight. They judge, they, they make assumptions about um, how lazy you are, how careful. Wait a minute. If that's true, why do what exist? They exist because you're an idiot. What kind of question is that? What does one thing have to do with another? God. For yourself, in people, they, this is just the reality of life. I want you to focus on getting yourself your escape plan out of Blackistan. And for you being in high school, that means that you need to right away talk to your counselors. So the only thing you focus on is superficial. Got it. You goddamn right. You goddamn right. Because that's all you got until you show me more. The first thing I see when I see you is what I see. What do you mean focus on? Like I could just look at a chick's IQ. Yes. Yes, that's, that's the first thing I focus on. And then it's up to you to get me the other stuff and a sandwich. That's why I say get the book. Get Danica's book. Now I ask, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Because you should, as a woman, you should be the one who says, I want to be the most beautiful woman in the world, you know, um, that he has ever seen in his entire life. You should only feel comfortable with that. If you are with a man who's with you for your personality, you have failed womanness. You have failed womanness. All the songs of old, all of the all of the love songs, and it's, it's about men talking about a woman's beauty. All the books, it's about a man enamored about a woman's beauty. The paintings, every art form is a celebration of a woman's beauty. And you think that we should we should embrace something else? Women, you listen and you listen good. You listen and you listen good. Never accept a compliment from a man that he can give to a man. I'm going to repeat that. Never accept a compliment from a man that he can give to a man. That's not a compliment. Any compliment a man can give to a man is not complimenting your womanhood. For example, you so smart. That's a compliment he could give to a man. You so strong. That's a compliment he can give to a man. Oh, you got a cool personality. That's a compliment he could give to a man. I like your charisma. That's a compliment he could give to a man. Oh, man, you balling. That's a compliment he could give to a man. If a man is chronically giving you compliments that he can give to men, means he does not recognize your woman, your your your, your, your No, no, not your womanesque. Your femininity. 
He does not recognize your femininity, so he compliments you as a man. And then y'all complain about down low. Be hotter. Have him compliment your cooking. Your head. And I'm not talking about the brain inside of it. Have him compliment your, um, your, your, your femininity. I forgot my part in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the video. Crazy talking women. All right. And say, I want to start a track. Is it too late for me to start a track to go to college? Going to college is the number one way for you to... You hear that talk? You hear that talk? I'm a PhD. You hear that talk, right? I'm a PhD. Go to college is the number one way. You hear this, man? Okay, this chick. To escape from your situation. And you, if you're 17, you're probably a junior or a senior, and you may be a little bit late, but that's okay because there's community college. And community college, you can, you, you'll, you'll be in a different environment with people who have goals, who, are, um, uh, who, who have dreams for something. By the way, point of order, and this is just, and this isn't to throw shade at anybody, um, or for what university? Because I went to state university, so I didn't, I didn't go to like Ivy League or anything like that. But this is not shade or anything. If you're at a community college, do not wear a Harvard sweatshirt. You think in Harvard they're wearing your sweatshirt? Whatever community college you go to, come on now, don't do, don't do that. It's not a good look. Don't do. It. I don't even know what I sell it to y'all. More. And so you need to sit down and I would like for you to sit down with your high school counselor as soon as possible, as soon as next week and or tomorrow and say, I want to get on the track towards bettering myself. I want to learn a skill. I want to um, go to community college or if you have the grades, I want to go to college. What can I do? Where can I go? What are my options? OK, and then I want you to start getting involved at high school. I don't want. Yes. Yes. Show it to young women. Show them the truth. Show them the truth. Let them know that this is true. And no other race of man is going to tell them different. I want you to just go to class, hang out. And at the quad and, um, you know, eat lunch and then hang out um, after school or whatever. I want you to get involved with what's going on at school. I know that there's clubs. I know that there are um, there may be after school programs, ways for you to be active. Is there a gym at your high school? I want you to go to that gym. I want you to to um, to, to go on the treadmill. I want you to run around the track four times. I want you to do that four times a day. And you I agree. So women should do the same. Women should not do the same because women are not the same. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but men and women are different. If men and women did the same thing, then society would be confused. It'd be two people um, holding the door open at the same time and both parties walking in it at the same time. That's the type of confusion shit we have going on right now. You're a feminist. You're not even a woman. 
see, that's 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 your problem. That's your problem. You know what that's going to do? That's going to, you're going to drop the weight. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to be able to concentrate more on your homework. And um, you're, you're going to have a goal. So what? even if there is no gym, I'm sure there's a track at the high school or there's a football field. I want the weather starting to be nice. I want you to get some skitch sneakers on. And I want you after school um, to go out there and go around the football field like four times. So go around the track. You go around the track four times, that's a mile. I want you to do that every day that you have school. And you are going to start feeling good about yourself. And, and let that be a goal. Let that be a goal for you. That you are going to um, to do this. You're going to commit to doing this every day. And guess what? That becomes a tiny win. And you say, you know what? I was able to do that. And, and that is, I accomplished something. I won. I challenged myself to do, to do something, and I did it. And what makes you feel good about yourself, Cammy, is those small... No, what makes a woman feel good about herself is when the men come and compliment her and give her compliments that he don't give fat chicks. That is what really makes a woman feel good about herself. That's how she really knows that she's worthy. Small wins, those small wins, those small goals that you make for yourself, that you make for yourself that become bigger goals. But what you need to do is take advantage of the opportunity and the resources that you have right now because the the school that you go to is obligated to uh, help you to be successful. And so you need to talk to your counselors. You need to find out what track you need to be on so you can get some goals. She needs to be on a racetrack and the treadmill. And do it. You need to start getting out there exercising. You need to start getting involved in clubs. And then I want you to get on the college track. And then once you get, once you're getting there, I want you to write me back, Cammie, and let me know how those, those goals have been going for you. Because then I'm going to talk to you about what the next steps are. It's, it's letters like, like Cammie's and others that I get all the time that make me know more than ever that the pink pill needs to be refined. Good night, Melody young girls who are and this is why I picked this video listen at this getting out of uh, getting out of high school and going into college there needs to be a mini course for black girls going into college I'm working on that right now if you were interested in uh, being the first to get access to this new course I'm going to have so much information in there um, it is going to be so much more targeted for the age group, we're going to talk about social media. We're going to talk about co which colleges to go to. We're going to talk about what to do once you get to college. Because the big, huge thing that that I see happen so much is that we're told to just go and get your education. Don't talk to anybody. Don't you know? Uh, don't go to parties. Don't join. Just, just, just keep your head down and keep and, and, and focus on your studies. And then you have so many women who come out of college with degrees and are working, but are literally socially handicapped retarded and that's the same thing you told her to do in high school is to not focus on boys and blah 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 the areas of relationships and social uh, socializing and building up um uh, potential prospects for mates we are just simply not taught that 
that's going to change. I am putting together the first pink pill course for black, black girls going into college. If you're interested in signing up and being alerted when the course is going to be done, make sure you click the link in the description box so you can get on that mailing list. You see this? Y'all see this? So training them to be, okay. I'm not gonna respond. And finally, Cami, I am going to gift you, once I am done with this mini course, I am going to gift you the pink pill course for girls going into college because I hear you, I see you, and I care. And you are not ugly, you are beautiful. And you have- Oh, but she's not beautiful, she's fat. And y'all see the lies that she tells? Y'all see the lies that she tells? Calling a fat person beautiful? She's not beautiful. See, the reason that this that this gal wrote her is to feel beautiful. She wanted somebody to say, it's not me, it's everybody else. But no, it's you. If you're overweight, it is you. She's saying work out, but you're beautiful now. No, you work out to become beautiful. You have the potential. Don't let anybody tell you that you're too ugly for anything or too dumb. Okay? Unless you're ugly and dumb. If you're ugly and dumb, people should tell you. Take me, for example, right? It's no secret. Everybody knows um, I'm a nerd, right? Shout out to um, to Danica. She stopped by. Um and show some love. Well, she knows it too. Everybody knows I'm a nerd. I got picked last for um for like basketball and stuff, right? You know, um like Shorty Low. And um, did I go home and I tell my father like they picked me last because I suck? And I'm not talking about I sucked like a little bit. Like it was extremely bad. Because that's, that's the way my brain worked. See, here, okay, here's how bad I was. I, because I have a science mind, I thought that the best way to make a basket was to throw the ball up into the hoop. And then presumably it will fall down in the same direction, scoring me two points. That is how bad I was. I would not get picked if it was an odd number of boys. And furthermore, I would not get, um, if it was even, I would only get picked if there was an exceptional um, player on the same team. Meaning that, you know, say if you had like a young, you know, um, uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, but the elementary school Kobe Bryant, if he was on the team, then Game Changer could be on the team to balance out the unfair advantage. I sucked. And it would do a disservice for somebody to say I was great. See, that's the whole king has no pants thing. You, you just got to know. You just got to know where you stand so you can act accordingly. I could, A, practice 
rigorously and become the best basketball player I, I can be, or B, just accept that it wasn't for me. Like most people, I have blessings and curses, and that just hell happened to have been my curse. No, no shade. I mean, you know, my, I have blessings. But she just straight up lied to this chick. Now she will never improve. And now she blames it on Blackistan and, and, and this, this, and this. When the real problem is that she's fat. I'm going to play the rest of this, and then I'm going to show y'all where this thinking leads. Promise me that. Promise me that you will help me put that light back into your eyes. All right, guys, that's it for this question. Um, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, we got to do better. We older generation women, we got to do better. We got to do better by our younger girls. We have to. We have to. It's how you You're doing worse. You just told older men um, not to date them because they are inexperienced. Change the world. Okay. So that's that, right? That is her doing that. Now, I'm going to show y'all the effects that this has on a young lady's life. Let me just prepare myself and prepare you all for what's about to come. All right, hold on one moment. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. So this young lady, um, I'm assuming that she's both young and a lady. We're gonna we're gonna go under the assumption that both of these things are true for the sake of this conversation, right? So this young lady came to my chat room and said something to the effect of, I would rather die alone than, than with a black man. Something to that effect, right? You know, not gonna, not gonna really, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along those lines. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of ignored it because, hey, that's her choice. You know, she, she has a preference and, you know, maybe that's, you know, that's what's going on. So Zenny says she's cute. Why is it sad? What was sad that she's cute? Okay. So that's uh here, I'll show some more pictures of her. You like it? I'll show some more pictures. Oh. Oh, crap, it's not letting me. Hold on. Should let me scroll through. Here's another picture. 
she obviously has a strong desire to take pictures of herself in the bathroom at her job. Not how I spend my lunch breaks, but, you know, to each his own. To each his own. That's, you know, like, what did you have for lunch? A picture of myself in the bathroom? I'm pretty sure that other co-workers notice that every lunch break she goes in the bathroom and take a picture of herself. But hey, you know, to each his own. People say I'm weird. There you go. All right. And here's another one. Here's another picture of her. Let me zoom in. And that's her. So I'm like, okay. You know, I understand where this is going. This is a young lady who wants to swirl. She's been listening to Crystal and rhetoric, and she said she wants to swirl. For whatever reason, she came to the conclusion that swirling was the best. Because, you know, um, non-Black men are better than Black men in the way, in most ways, that um, this woman defines greatness. So let's just see the guy that she's with, this great guy. Ah, here he is. There he is. So she left um, Blackistan. And she wound up here. This is where she wound up after she left Blackistan. Now, there's a helmet here. I don't know if this is a helmet for skateboarding, which she seems too old for, or if it's a helmet for mopedding which he also seems too old for. Bicycling, maybe. And you're never too old for that because that's exercise. Or is this just a helmet that's designed for the regarded people? You know, that word that sounds like regarded. Perhaps this is a helmet designed for the regarded people of the world. And if you are regarded, then please wear your helmet. Because I know that you have a overwhelming urge to bang your head on the school bus window. And if you are past the age of school busitness, which you obviously are, you bang your head on the nearest available window to you. So perhaps this is a regarded helmet. Who knows? But it's a helmet. But perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps I'm wrong about this, this, this guy here. 
Perhaps this is a guy that is a perfect Chad, and this is just a bad picture. So let's explore. Let's explore a little more. All right. Yes. Let's uh, take a look at his fashion shirt sense, shall we? Here we go. Here is this man purchasing a bunch of canned goods. So, um, yeah, yeah. I never actually seen a 90s B-boy slash 70s hippie outfit. I never seen a 70s hippie outfit and a 90s NWA outfit in one. I didn't. And believe me, I've seen both the 80s and the 90s. But this is uh, what people mean when they say game. Basically, um, if you will notice that he has uh, one laces with the blue shoestring and the other laces with the pink shoestring. But I don't think that we should ever forget that he is a man past 30 with holes in his pants. You know the guy that wears uh, Letterman jackets? You know the Al Bundy, I scored four touchdowns at Polk High types? Except he didn't. I must say, this is unique. I have never seen this particular outfit on a human being in my life. Not saying it's a good or bad thing, but it is a thing. Now, I want y'all to notice something that I also haven't seen in a long time. This right here is called a medallion for all you young whippersnappers. This is a medallion. This is a over-exaggerated gold item that is placed around a gold chain. And it was called a medallion in 1985. All the way live, I think I was about 10. And there you have it. If you ever see a guy who looks like this and dressed like this. And you're wondering, what kind of woman is sleeping with that guy? The answer is always swirler. If he's not black. For a swirler, the only qualification that a man must possess 
is that he is not black. Now, he obviously has his qualifications. He obviously has his qualifications. And she uh, she has qualifications that are different. They're just different. Now, I'm not one to judge a cover by its book. That's just not what I do. I appreciate you, Mr. Wright. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to assume that underneath that hair or underneath that hat is a full head of beautiful blonde hair. And underneath that tie-dye sweatshirt is just a remarkable six-pack. And in those tie-dye pants is um all or excuse me, acid watch hold pants is a wallet. And in those wallet, in that wallet is all kind of black cards. He is a high value man that can pretty much, you know, crush me with his wallet. I'm going to assume all this. I'm going to take this as a truth, as a natural truth, that this is a high value man. And this is just another bad picture. So let me do a little bit of research. Hmm. Well, all right. Let's uh, examine this, shall we? Thanks again, Mr. Wright. Let us uh, examine. Nope. So no six pack going on there. Um, this is not only male pattern baldness, this is ego pattern baldness. This is complete beyond George Jefferson. George Jefferson had a patch on the top. This is James Evans. This is the father from Good Times after he got fired from Good Times. This is Cleo McDowell. This is John Amos. So when he was on Good Times, he still had hair. And then he he started doing movies and he was on Coming to America. And he was like, this is McDonald's. We are McDowell's. This is McDonald's. We are McDowell's. And he had that particular hairline. Ah, perfect timing. Sarah the Narcissist says, since when is a man's value based on his looks? 
My baby is beautiful. Ha! Okay, let's go there. So, um, a lot of women value men on how much they earn. Well, you're working because you take pictures in the bathroom at work. So you're working and with your combined income, even though we never actually see him work, but with your combined income, you live here. Now, I want to point out that the living room is so small that he must sit three and a half feet away from the television set. That is almost as far as he can possibly be from the television set in order to still be in the living room. But where is like all of this high value luxury home that you just live in and with the bidet and you know, oh, I'm out of Blackistan and it's oh so lovely. Where's the chandelier? Like where is the grand interest staircase and stuff like that? So, so in this trailer, you know, you're right there. Like the couch is right there. If you fall off the couch, you land into the Christmas tree. And the TV is, does he even need a remote? Like the living room is so small. He don't need a remote, but he has one. So yeah, since when is a man's value based on his looks? What are you basing it on? Because this is your couch. And you know why you have a blanket on your couch, Sarah? You want to know why you have a blanket on your couch? Ah, funny I should ask. Because it's an old couch with a bunch of stains and cuts and nicks and all kind of crap. Baby piss and diapers. Everything that happens over time to a couch and you cannot afford another. So you put a blanket over it. Which means that with your combined strength between the two of you bringing home a check, between the two of you bringing home a check, y'all could not afford another couch. You just put a blanket over the one you got. Am I missing something? Am I missing something? With our swirling powers combined, I am Captain Couch. And then Captain Couch is just like this puny motherfucker that you just slap around. Like, it's because you can't actually get Captain Couch. It don't have cigarette burns on it. It has cores. It has cores. why are you saving up to have a baby? Can't you just have one? Like, but I mean, don't you want your baby to have a couch? You know, but I, I don't know. I guess, you know, hey, if you like it, I love it. If you like it, I love it. With, with your combined, yeah, no couch, really? That's a, or no, no, actually, you have a couch. You have a couch. It's blanketed everywhere, but you have one. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Now, here's the thing about this situation.
here's the thing about this situation. Women like Sarah, right, does stuff like this. She does stuff like this, hoping to make black men jealous. Because it's not, it's not, see, when I see relationships like this, I really don't care. Generally speaking, I don't care. Like if this was a black man, um, I wouldn't care. And I don't really care that it's a white man. I, I don't. I do care that you're an active swirler. Because it means that you are part of a community that does crap like this, thinking that we would be jealous of him. And I have to tell you, I would rather come back to life as one of Michael Vick's dogs before I become him. Just have to say that. But you want us to be jealous so much that you just grabbed onto this guy. This guy. And don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure you you walk around with this guy at Best Buys and every now and again, a brother would get jealous. He would say, oh, dang, we lost one of our sisters. And that brings you so much joy. That brings you so much joy. That is the reason that you got with this guy to stick it to the to the black man in Blackistan and black, black, black at us. You get joy from that feeling. And then it's gone. Sarah. And then it's gone. It lasts for maybe like three seconds. Every now and again, you, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Every now and again, it brings you joy. And then it's gone. And you still got to fuck this guy. Over and over and over and over again. You will only get a small satisfaction from sticking it to somebody. And let's not, you know, go there and understand that because he's with you, he's making a white woman available to us. Let's not even entertain that notion for a second. Who, you know, can possibly also produce children with blue eyes. But let's not go there for a second. Let's just say that um, you actually love this guy. Right? Then just love him. Just go on and taste his salt day in, day out. No need to swirl. No need to do anything. But you are doing this to stick it to black men. And you are doing too much. At the end of the day, you are the one being hurt. Now, Kui Bono. To whose benefit? To who does this benefit? All right, that is the question. And that is the problem with the swirl community. And I'm done with you, Sarah. So, you know, 
that part is that your your part in this is over. To who does this benefit? It benefits all of the old bitches. You see, if they can convince all of the younger women who Crystalline Karazin already displayed disdain for to date anything but the men they want to date, then they've won. No matter what, um, provided that she's born female, no matter what, Sarah can get a higher value man than Crystalline Karazin. Crystal and Karrison would rather not have to compete with Sarah. So she tells her to get with a man that she would never get. That really nobody would ever get with. Ever. And she does. And she throws her vagina away in despair and a shitty couch. And then they can say to the high value man after that, these young girls don't want you. It's all about leverage. And yet a black man do take a small hit, very minute, considering that these guys are inevitably leaving women of their own race untended and available. So, we take a small hit, but y'all, y'all take a huge hit. Y'all take a huge shitty couch salted hit. Y'all take a huge ball headed hit every day. And sweetie, they are benefiting off of you. You think these chicks are on your side? You think that they that they told you to leave Blackistan so you could wind up there? Are you kidding me? And this is a good thing? You were hoodwinked. You were bamboozled. You were led astray. Run amok. And now you gotta fuck this nigga here. I know it's too late for you. I know it's too late for you. This message, once again, is not for you. This message is for all the other ladies. This is what the swirlers want for you. This is what they plan for you and yours. This is the future that they want you to have. While you hear them talk about leveling up and, and hypergamy and living my best life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it is at the expense of your life. While they are leveling up, saving themselves for that 666 guy, this is what they are setting you up for. 
You're not her daughter, her cherished, cherished, cherished little cherry. To you, to her, you're a bitch in her way. You are a bitch in her way. But hey, when you follow a woman like this, these are the results. These are the results. Now, all right. As promised, um, as we all know, at least those of you who seen my video yesterday, Chrislyn Karazin has had liposuction. Once again, Chrislyn Karazin has had liposuction. One more again, Chrislyn Karazin has had liposuction. Now, because this is a honest woman who is steering young ladies in a proper direction, Let's hear what she had to say about her weight loss journey. Because she's oh so honest. She's so, so honest. Now, y'all remember, she told that other girl to wake up in the morning and run around the track. If you run around the football track four times, it will be a mile. You do that every morning until you are not fat anymore. You, you, you remember that, right? You remember her telling the woman to run around the track over and over and over again every morning until she's no longer fat, right? Well, what's good for the goose is good for the geese. You would assume, right? But she did something else. She did something different. She got liposuction. And then she did this video explaining the, the um, problems with it. Hold on one moment. Let me, I'm looking it up now. Ah, my personal weight loss journey. All right, here we go. Oh, wait, commercial. Oh, and by the way, ever notice how they talk about avoid struggle love, but this is okay? Ever notice that? Struggle love is bad, but this is okay. This right here, this is okay. Struggle love bad, unless he looks like this. And sure, my baby is going to look like George Costanza from Seinfeld, but at least his eyes might be blue. Ah, Dan Christopher, you got here late. So if you want to know um, who's this white dude, well, this is her boyfriend.
This is her boyfriend. This is her boyfriend. This is her level up, Dane Christopher. Once again, this is her boyfriend. Because that's what swirling is. It's swirling is a method to get her to pair with him. But when you hate a group of men more than you love yourself, scratch that. When you're able to turn your hate for one group of men into love for another, this is the fruit that is born from that. This is what happens when you do that. Like, I hate you so much that I'm going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'll show you. And you show us. Every day, you show us. Every day, every day you sit on that couch. You try to you try to have sex on the couch, but it's too small. Every day. Oh, it's beautiful fruit. Beautiful fruit, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful fruit. Ladies, would you would you like some of this fruit? Would you like some of this salty fruit? Ladies, please. I mean, tell me tell me how much you 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 want this. In fact, I'll put the stream yard out there. There we go. Please tell me, tell me how much you want this fruit. Only ladies who want some of that fruit. I'm pretty sure he's had threesomes before, right? So, you know, let's, uh, and if not, then, you know, let's, uh, let's set something up. Let's set something up, you know. I'm trying to hook him up. So to all the ladies out there, uh, let's uh, let's see. Come up if you want some of that fruit. This is the fruit of swirling. I thought it tastes like ice cream because that's the you know that's the logo, but apparently it's salty. <laughs> it's a salty fruit. Yeah, so will mine, and everybody's here. This is the best man you could find to father your kids? Jesus. That's an indictment on you, love. But, you know, 
Who am I to judge? All right, so back to her personal weight loss journey. Just had to explain to Dane Christopher who the guy was. Previously, I only shared with people that I trusted, who I thought were friends, because weight loss is a very personal thing. It's a very personal thing. You know, I up on, um, you know, camera, doing photos and everything, I'm a content creator, and your body is constantly scrutinized. Your looks, your body, what you, how you wear your hair. And so I'm, you know, understandably sensitive about, you know, just my appearance. But I wanted to share this, these pictures with you guys because I want to share my story on these very, very personal weight loss photos that um, I previously would, you know, share with people like Kendall or whatever. And, um, just to say, hey, girl, look at me. It's, it's not something that, you know, I can put on Instagram. People steal your photos with Instagram. But I, I wanted to share how far I've come. And hopefully I can encourage you. So the first... Sarah is transitioning as her chin, eyebrow, bone, jaw, and forehead and lack of hips. Um, Forensically is isn't female. I I don't know, and quite frankly, I don't care. But um, it does make sense. It does make sense with this whole saving up to have a baby thing. Like I mean, that part that kind of adds to that part of the story because you know everything. So that I can see. but definitely overweight. I did not realize. I mean, weight just sort of just creeps up on you. And I did not realize um, how it was starting to creep up on me. And I, it was you know, time of year once you go in for a physical and the doctors did a complete blood workup of me. And they weighed me. I could not believe it. I was at 5'3", 151 pounds. I have not. All right. So, Zeno, um, I appreciate uh, the the uh, cash app. Thanks a lot. Says, they are trying to make us jealous with broke and balding white dudes. Um Yo, the second hand embarrassment is too much tonight. Well, yeah. Yeah. If y'all notice these these odd relationships and then, you know, 
And then when a chick sees you, she, she'll just hold his hand and you're like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're trying to make me jealous. And even if it works, you're going to an extreme to where you're harming yourself, something ridiculous just to what? Make a guy jealous for what? Three seconds. Like generally speaking, we'll look and be like, huh, she's cute. Wonder why she's with him. And then we'll just go about our business. That is the extent. Like there's no sleep loss over it. Like I, I personally don't even remember the last time I seen it. I remember thinking that when I've seen it before, but like, when was the last, like, don't really care. But you do. You care so much about invoking negative feelings in us that you would go to extremes. It's cringe. Uh, if he is treating her the way she needs to be treated, why are you attacking her partner who wanted the job? Obviously, no black men wanted it. How is that obvious? How is that obvious, MJ? Just curious. How is that obvious? Did you follow her around? Do you live with her? Are you saying that she has never rejected a black man before in her life? How is that obvious? How is it obvious that no black man wanted her? Could it be that she, that a black man wanted her, but she didn't want him? That's not obvious at all. since I was carrying children in my womb. I could not believe I let my weight get away with me like that. And did you guys know that even the kind of weight that I carry that's around the belly is extremely dangerous over time and it can cause a host of problems. Problems that run in my family. Like okay, so her belly fat can cause a host of problems. I get it. Um, keep in mind that those problems can still exist if, even if you get lipo, but, you know. Um, why is she looking all devious like that, um, like the turd that, st that stole Christmas? Um, because she is the turd that stole young women's mating prospects is what she actually is. She's figuring out, like, how can I steal Sarah's man? Our potential mate. By high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, even cancer, especially uh, hormone-resistant breast cancer. Like, this is no joke. It is no joke. So I get the blood panel back, and they're like, your blood pressure's high, you are borderline, you know, sugar, uh, um, insulin-resistant. So I was like, within a point or two of being, you know, on the borderline for diabetic. My mother is a diabetic 
and she gives herself shots. And I was like, you know what? I do not want this to be me. I do not want to be in a position where I have to administer to myself insulin, um, that I have to watch everything that I eat. I didn't want to do that. I just, I want to have, um, I, I want to enjoy food, but if, I have to watch everything I eat. I want to enjoy food. Listen, listen at her. Keep in mind, we all know that she got lipo. Crystal cares and got lipo. Crystal cares and got lipo. Crystal cares and got lipo. We all know this. So as she's telling young ladies to work out and exercise, on the previous video I showed y'all, she was telling young ladies to work out and exercise. She got lipo. I didn't want that. I wanted to enjoy food moderation and um but i also want to treat my body healthy you know this is the only body i'm gonna have so i decided i needed to start doing something so it wasn't just about oh look at this Blah, look at all this fat gross right um it was me really taking a serious look at myself in the mirror and holding myself accountable because I always say this, don't compete with other people, compete with yourself. If you outdo yourself, you always win. Oh gosh. So periodically, let's start. If you cheat, you always win too. When I was on my weight loss journey, I would take these pictures of myself. I would take these pictures of myself in the mirror to remember where I was and um, where I've come from. And I gotta tell y'all, I'm really happy with where I am. I'm not exactly, exactly where I want to be, but my um, my blood sugar levels are now normal. I am now a healthy weight. I think the last I checked, um, I've lost like 10 or 11 pounds. And what I've lost 10 or 11 pounds. No, you didn't lose it. The doctor took it away. The left is a lot of muscle. Um, so I'm going in the right direction. I, one thing that I learned through just this, you know, my, my nutrition journey too, is that I can't eat like bread. And my nutrition journey. Oh my God. She has a wife beater t-shirt that says not Becky. Once again, she has a wife beater t-shirt that says not Becky. That's how twisted these swirlers are. They are, and, and I think that they over-exaggerate how much they are making either party jealous. Because let's face it, when you, when you see this girl with this guy, they're thinking that white women are going to be like, oh, no, he got one of ours. She took one of our men. But did she really? I mean, Sarah, you say that you wanted a baby with blue eyes, but so does he. It's just that no blue-eyed woman would have him. Because he's a 40-year-old skater. All right.
and rice and a bunch of potatoes and stuff like that. I can't eat that because those are the things that my, that make my body react um, and store fat. I'll, you know, and it's interesting when I you know, get off bread for a while and then I, um, you know, I'll she is really talking about her dieting journey like she actually dieted. She is really talking about her dieting journey as if she actually dieted. Um, when I get off bread for a while, it's amazing how much I lose. You got lipo. This is who y'all follow? Ah, hold on before I go back. What does this chick have to say? Fucking feminist. Ah, so you are mad that she's young, far from being the next victim of pump and dump uh, community. Um, once again, when a woman is vastly more attractive than the man she's with, there is no pumping and dumping. I'm mad because Crystalline Karazin and those like her led her to despair. And you want her in despair. You want to know why? Because you're a feminist. You are a very low value to a heterosexual man, MJ. And as such, you want as many women vagina off the market as you can possibly get. See, conventional means of mating, dating, and procreating don't work for you. It don't work for you. Why? Because you're not a natural woman. And as such, you need natural or excuse me, you need unnatural methods of seduction. I'll maybe have a sandwich or something. I'll start to get rapid heart rate, like anxiety, almost like a panic attack. So my body really was happy that she gets a panic attack from a sandwich. By the way, for those of you who just got here, um, Crystal and Karazin got lipo. Crystal and Karazin got lipo. Crystal and Karazin got lipo. Now, why do I say that? And why am I playing this video from February 7th, 2019? Just to let you know that she got lipo and then she tells all these women about her weight loss journey when really she just got lipo. Yes, I had to get rid of bread because I got panic attacks and, you know, you have to look in the mirror and understand your value and your worth. Bitch, you got lipo. Nothing wrong with lipo, but don't talk about your, um, you know, your, your, your heroin, your heroinistic journey. You know, how strong you are because I lost the weight and you conquered and you're so disciplined and stuff. No, you got lipo. Forty, you know, almost forty-six years old. I have to be careful. You know, I have to. I always have to look at myself in the mirror. To look at myself and see where I am, and hold myself accountable. And so now, I'm happy to say that I found an exercise that I can do regularly. I found an exercise that I can do regu regularly. Yeah, it's called nip tuck. You do the nip, and then the tuck. You do the nip and then the tuck. 
You do the nip and then the tuck. So your husband will want to fuck. You do the nip and then the tuck. Before, I would just do, you know, do yoga. And you guys know a lot of, I would do um, most of my exercises for home. Um, that worked for a while until it didn't. I need the discipline of a class. I need the pressure to go and I need the, uh, the consequences of not going. So right now I'm doing exclusively Pilates five. Y'all hear all this crap. Y'all hear all this crap she spo she's spewing. Right now I'm doing exclusively Pilates. Y'all hear this. This is her lying about her weight loss journey. Days a week. And if I and I book my classes in advance. And um and um if I don't go, they charge me. So I have to go because I don't want to see a charge on my PayPal because I did not go to Pilates. So I will get my butt up and go. And then while I'm there, I really draw inspiration. From I really draw inspiration. This is killing me. This is killing me. This like somebody you know that cheated on a test talk about how they're the smartest person ever. Talking about all the hours they spent studying and all that crap. It's like hearing it. Women who are like in their well into their fifties and even sixties, who are in such great shape, who get up early in the morning. Um, at you know, I'll, I'll go to six thirty classes. Those six thirty classes, y'all. I wake up early in the morning and go to six thirty classes. Oh, this is just this is just brutal. Once again, Crystal and Karen got liposuction. Crystal and Karen got liposuction. Crystal and Karen got liposuction. All of this wake up in the morning at 6.30 classes, it's all <gasps> bullshit! Will be full of women that take their health and their weight seriously. And honestly, they are such an inspiration for me. They're such a motivator for me. But guess what I noticed when I was in the mirror? So I've been taking Pilates for a the better part of the year. I've been taking Pilates for the better part of the year. And you want to know what I found out? That I need lipo. I've seen one black person come for like one class. Like black women. And that was you. I've been taking Pilates for the better part of a year. And I've seen one black person come for one class. And that black person was me. I took one Pilates class. I said, fuck this. And I went out and got lipo. Aren't in there. And I don't know if it's because Pilates just seems like, you know, some kind of like white people's um, exercise. I don't know. It is. It can be kind of pricey. Um, but I just don't see them. And I, I think that black women should really, you guys should really give it a try. Because the type of Condition. She is telling black women to give Pilates a try while she got lipo. This is killing me. That Pilates does allows for you to develop um, 
really good muscle tone burn. Oh gosh, this is brutal. Squeeze it, squash it. Fat, and it gives you this long, lean physique. Um, I was delighted when I found out that Meghan Markle um, does Pilates too. So I was like, yay, let me get company. So that was what works for me. So here's what I would say to you guys. You gotta find it something that you can commit to. It can't just be something that you do for a few months until you reach your goal. And then after that, you're just going to go back to what you did before because um, you will gain what you lost plus more. And you're just going to be. People, you got to stay committed. You know, like me, you got to stay committed like me. Yeah, I got lipo, but you won't know about that for another two years. Closet full of different clothes of different sizes because you just keep going up and down. So you got, and that's dangerous too. That's, I think in some cases it's more dangerous to, you know, go up and down, up and down. Um, so you need to be mindful of that. You also need to find a meal plan or, or food or just a way that um, you got lipo. Meal plan, food, all that crap. You got liposuction. Uh, like a healthy eating habit that you can live with. Like, I don't think it's a good idea to say, oh, I'm just going to eat lettuce, carrots, and celery all week for the next week. Because that's not sustainable. Like, you can't, are you going to be, you know, the next, you know, say you're 30, are you going to spend the next? Um, 40 years of your life, 50 years of your life, every day eating like a gerbil, a guinea pig, a hamster. That's what I feed my hamster every day. Lettuce, celery, and carrots. So that's what other races of women feed themselves and their children. So they won't have a heart attack every time they eat a sandwich. It's really not sustainable if you think that you're going to be able to just um, eat that way. It has to be something that you can do and stick with and stick with forever. So, like, I don't endorse, and I and actually I have been hit up by weight loss companies, and I won't present them. I can't in good conscience do that because I would never do it. Like, I would never go on a Weight Watchers or even an Atkins or anything like that because this is not something that I would um, maintain. I mean, there is a terminal date with all of these diets. And so what are you going to do after it's over? So I always... After it's over, you're going to get lipo. ...live to try to um, do what is sustainable. So you have to find what is sustainable for you and what... Lipo is sustainable. Unless you somehow get fat again and then you just go back again and you have the pink pill subscribers pay for it. You can do. And you also have to deal with, and I know that some people um, have an issue where when they're stressed or whatever they, they eat. And I know that is a prevalent thing in the black community. And I didn't even realize how prevalent it was until I started doing the work that I do and hearing the stories and then going back and doing the research and 
seeing that a lot of this um, obesity that we see in our black communities is us trying to eat our pain and push it down because when you eat good food, um, you know, things like bread and ice cream and chocolate and all that stuff, it, it, those foods flood your brain with this hormone called serotonin. That's a good, that's feel good hormone. And so to order to, in order to feel good, you'll eat these things because it's like an, an immediate Okay, so she obviously still eats the food, and that's why she got lipo, so she can still have her serotonin and not be fat too. That's why she did all that. Now, the problem with this is that she's, she doesn't feel good in her life. You see, this is the secret that she's not telling you young would-be swirlers. She don't feel good. That's why she's eating the way she does. So all these videos of her showing off like, look at me, I'm in the forest and I'm such a pretty, pretty princess because I swirled and I live well because I swirled and everything is perfect because I'm swirling. And then she goes and she eats herself fat. You see, once you know how unhappy swirlers are and that their only happiness is to make others unhappy, you kind of look at women like her with guys like this in a different light. You just look at it like, okay, this is just an unhappy woman who is attempting to make others unhappy. So much so that she put herself in a position that is likely she is less happy in. But hey, what do I know? So when I see the swirlers, and I'm not talking about people who just interracially date in relationships that make sense. I'm talking about the swirlers. When I see them, I feel shame. I feel sorrow. I feel pity. Every day. reward for it. And so what happens too is that you build up, you know, you're going back and forth eating to get those serotonin, to get that those feel good, or you're eating bread and stuff like that. That spikes your blood sugar. And so you are you eat more, you're hungrier more, you're craving more of that stuff. You're craving sugars, which leads to inflammation, and inflammation can lead to a host of disorders and diseases. So I say that to say that part of your weight loss journey may have to happen on a therapist's couch. Like that may be the first part of your weight loss journey. So I hope that this has been inspirational to you. This is, you know, this is sort of very sort of, you know, me unveiling something that 
is deeply personal, but I think it's, you know, it's worth the share. It's worth talking about, you know, part of my painful journey, part of my level up journey was to get myself fit. So I can't tell you guys that you got to do this, that this part of her pink pill journey, part of her level up journey was to get herself fit. She is selling lies and illusion to you women. She is the liar. Now, when this is done, I'm going to, uh, I'll put the link out there, but I'm, I'm going to talk about how this is extraordinarily damaging to her and women like her. This is extremely damaging to, um, and when I say her, I'm talking about the swirlers of the world, to the swirlers out there. This is all part of this, all part of the level up journey if I'm not doing it myself. So um, I hope that the, I hope that these photos that aren't, you know, available anywhere else, like I said, I only shared this with, you know, a very few select people. Um, I hope that um, they are inspiring to you. You can see sort of the timeline of, you know, my progress. And again, you know, I'm not, I know there's people out there who lost a whole lot more weight and, and have really had a tough time with it. So I'm by no means trying to diminish anybody who's lost an, an, an astounding amount of weight. But we all have our individual challenges. And so it goes back to me saying, don't compare yourself with other people. Just try to outdo yourself. And when you try to outdo yourself, you will always win. Oh, God, why does she sound like a motivational uh, speech like that a coach gave at halftime and she got lipo? All right, guys, let me know what you think in the comment section. Um, oh, I'll let you know what I think. I think you got lipo. Didn't you get a section? And send comment. All right. Put the link out there. Okay. What's going on, Ike? Great show. Wish I could have caught the whole thing. Actually, let me see if I got you a wrench. Hold on right quick. You just gave me one. All right. So we do that, and then I put the link out there. Just give y'all time to hop on if you want to. And I'm not going to do this part long. I'm going to start. Um, pretty sure I'm going to just stop giving out links because that makes the show go a lot longer than I'd like for it to go. All right. Nope, didn't mean to do that. Did not mean to do that. How did that happen? All right, give me a second. All right, so I'm giving out wrenches right now. 
Okay, Ike has one. All right, so I'm giving out wrenches right now. Oh. Okay. Stop that. Yeah, I think everybody who, I think everybody has one. Hold on. There we go. And yeah, I think that's about it for now. All right. So how's this damaging? Well, because Crystal and Karazin is constantly talking about how there's um there is no wall. She's always implying that, you know, oh, black women and their melanin will always just reign supreme and um, you know, everything will be okay, you know, as long as they have this melanin. You know, melanin is is the cure-all be-all, and you can wait forever, forever and ever and ever. You can wait forever because you have melanin. 22-year-old, go ahead and wait till you're 42. You got time because you got melanin, and you'll never hit the wall. But she did hit the wall. Crystal and Karazin did hit the wall. Now, she hired a mechanic and a body shop to repair the damage that was done by hitting the wall, but you're still a wrecked automobile. You're still a wreck. You're trying to spruce it up and everything and make it seem like this was natural. This is part of the natural aging process for black women making them think everything is going to be okay. You are encouraging them to procrastinate. All to your own selfish end. You don't care if they get with a dusty white dude or if they get with nobody at all because they're gonna spend their youth getting the bag until they can't get it anymore. You don't care what they do. As long as you make yourself the only available option on the table. Men will only be with you when they can't have a woman who's younger, hotter, sexier, childless. So you would sabotage the women who are younger, hotter, sexier, childless any way you can. You'll tell the men that, oh, you don't want those women. They're inexperienced. You don't want the women who are inexperienced. You'll tell the men that. You'll tell the women, oh, you should just date out. Oh, and you don't have to actually evaluate the guys that you are that you are um, looking at. As long as you date out, that's okay, because I am going to look to date in. All, ladies, listen to me and listen to me good. Swirling is just a old bitch tactic to get rid of the younger, hotter, sexier, childless. Remember yesterday when we were talking about witchcraft? When Crystal and Karrison actually asked, can you teach me your witchcraft? This is her witchcraft. This is her Condensing younger, hotter, sexier, childless women to throw their vaginas away. To put 
their vaginas into despair. This is a vaginal wasteland. This is a guy who attempts to dress black. A white guy who attempts to dress black. A white guy who attempts to dress as a black teenager. A white guy who attempts to dress like a black teenager from 1987. This is despair. And they don't care. Do they teach you to seek quality when you swirl or do they just say swirl? Do they teach swirling and hypergamy in the same level or in the same video? Because it seems like it's hypergamy for one group of men and swirling for another group. Like when you swirl, all hypergamy just go out the window. And notice, I was watching Jessica um, earlier. Notice how when the girls were talking about swirling and how I want a white guy, it's always just a white guy. It's never like the best, the brightest, the tallest, the handsomest, the, the wealthiest. It's never like the cream of the crop. It's just the crop. Is just what you see here. Ever notice that? Ladies, these are the witches. These are the witches that you need to work, look out for. These are the villains. Now, one more story and then I'm gonna go. Just look it up and read it to you. So there was an article Hold on, let me just find this article. Give me a second, y'all.
Uh, I think this is it. Okay. Eartha Kitt's words on backlash for marrying interracially in the 60s. Ah, oh, crap. My bad, an ad came up. I'm trying to get past it. They can't just give you stuff. They got to make you pay for it. Okay. Marrying interracially in the um, in the 60s still ring true today. Cry. Okay, there we go. Still ring true today. No, it doesn't, but they want it to. The whole point in this is to try to get guys to be jealous, but it's not working. You just look foolish. But I'm going to give the Eartha Kid example. A quote from legendary actress. Really? Legendary actress? I didn't know her till she was like 80 and she was on Boomerang. A quote from legendary actress Eartha Kid um, is circulating on social media. Why is this so circulating on social media? Okay. And sparking discussion on black women, black men, and interracial marriage. In it, Eartha Kitt answers whether she faced backlash for marrying real estate investor Bill McDonald uh, from 1960 to 1965. Huh? Wait a minute, Sarah. I, I thought that these relationships last forever and ever and ever and ever. I thought that that's how these relationships work. Okay. Anyway, interviewer says, do you think you faced a lot of resentment just because you were married to a white man? Very subjective. The word a lot and resentment, really. Oh, yes. That because the resentment I was married to Bill McDonald in 1960, people would say, why didn't you marry a black man? Really, they just walked up and said that. I would reply, because the white girls had them. Hmm. Let's let me scoot up in my chair. So this conversation actually happened. Why didn't you marry a black man? Because the white girls had them. The men I wanted to be with, Sidney Portier, Harry Bilifonte, dated predominantly white women. Now, Sidney Portnier actually didn't, he married a black woman, but you know, that's here, that's here nor there. Um, I'm talking about the 50s when Harry Belafonte's pick um, me out of, excuse me, when Harry Belafonte picks me out of his bed in Philadelphia. What does that mean, picks me out of his bed? Does somebody know? What does that mean when, when she says picks me out of his bed? Is that a typo? Does she mean kicks me out of his bed? And said, I don't want you to take me seriously because no black woman can do anything for me. I could not help him to progress into where he was going to go. Could somebody look up if Harry Belafonte married a black woman? I think he did. A black woman would um, hold a black man back. That's what he told me. If I wanted to marry a black man, um, there wasn't one because the white girls had them. Oh, gosh. According to Eartha Kitt, 
there was only two black men in the world. And that was Sidney Poitier and Harry Belafonte. Those were the only two black men that has ever existed ever, according to Eartha Kitt. So let me get this straight. If you are rejected by Sidney Poitier and Harry Belafonte, you must get with Bill McDonald. Like, how come you didn't get the white equivalent to Harry Belafonte and Sidney Poitier? I don't know who that would be, like William Shatner or something. I don't know. But how come you didn't get their white equivalent? Instead, you got Bill McDonald. Second question, our interviewer. Do you think you faced a lot of resentment just because you were married to a white man? Is that question different? Oh, my bad. They just put it in a different part of the article. So, yeah, this is... Um, okay. My bad. They just uh, did the outtake. Got it. All right. So, it says... Um, hmm. Although it's not clear where this quote was lifted from, Kit's story about Harry Belafonte is similar to one recounted in um, Ellen Holly's um, autobiography. You can't see that snippet here. Um, it's 55 years later, and Kit's words are all too familiar. It's weird. It's a strange way of thinking, but a lot of women think that way. And this swirl community is preying on it. These women will say that if Michael B. Jordan and Idris Elba got together and married a white woman, then all men, all black men are doing it. Therefore, I'm going to get Norm MacDonald. Who was rumored to be addicted to heroin. I know he fought in the war, but he was rumored to be addicted to heroin. Okay, she only has a daughter. All right, let me look up Harry Belafonte and see what his wife's look like. Oh, dang, it's late. All right, give me a second. Okay, wife. So it looks like his first wife was like a light skin. Because keep in mind, the pictures are black and white. Looks like his first wife from 1948 to 1957 was a black woman. And from 1957 to 2008 was a white woman. He probably was widowed at that time. And now he's currently married to a white woman. So here's what I'm getting at. And here's what I'm thinking. She was fucking a married man.
So, because there wasn't, it seems like he was like consistently married since, what is it, like 1948? Yeah, it seems as if he was consistently married until 19, like since 1948. She was with, yeah, she was sleeping with a married man. Well, she had unrealistic standards for black men. If you were a white guy, you just had to be Bill McDonald and everything was okay. Wait a minute, what does Nat King Cole have that Bill McDonald don't have? All right, let me look up Sidney Portier. Okay, he married a dark skinned black woman from. 1950 to 1965, and then after that, in 1976, 11 years later, he married a white woman. Dang, he's 93. Still alive. All right, let me get some more details on that. Okay, so yeah, I'm just reading it here. All right, so to be to be frank, it just looks like um, these guys are indifferent and they just married the person who they thought was best for them at the time. But according to her, these guys are kicking them out the bed and just saying racist crap before they, you know, before they pump and dump her. These are the lies. These are the lies that they wish to tell. I don't know what they think they're getting from this. But anyway, want to thank the cash apps and super chats. Want to thank the managers and moderators. Want to thank those who are listening silently and those who are participating in the chat. Once again, um, hit that like button on your way out. And remember that this is Game Changer 00100. Wait, they do all black women like what? You talking about Eartha Kitt lying to them? Okay, anyway. This is Game Changer 00100. Game over. Peace.